Hello and welcome back my friends to the show that always ends yes it is Saw's talk. It would be fucked up if the show never ended thank god that isn't the case. Anyway we have a great show for you, Bobby is here. Another first time guest wow lucky Johnny. That is all for the intro can't be wasting time people are losing it. In their houses and need this sweet content. On with the show. Yet again, with another wonderful epi- wonderful episode. No edits. That's the John Rhodes vow. No edits this episode. Everything stays in, even when I fucked up at the beginning. And here to vouch for me, here to tell the truth, be the truth teller, and let everybody know that there are no edits in this podcast. You will listen back and tell us. On the other line, pretty Ricky himself, it's Bobby Meyer. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Now, I, I feel like I'm giving out more energy than I'm getting back right now. Are you doing okay over there? You got, you got that damn virus? Oh, no. don't have the virus. Thank God. Thank God. Um, yeah. It is uh, pretty rampant here in Chicago. I'm not sure about Minneapolis, but, uh, you know, I've been doing what everyone, everyone else has been doing, staying at home. Might open the uh, sliding door every once in a while, but uh, that's about my contact with the outside world at this point. I have a screened-in patio at my apartment here and it is just since it's been nice here for a few days it's just a revelation like I always enjoy it but now it's like I know the screen is not protecting me but I am still far away from things and it just feels like a tiny refuge I can I can step into the outside world and not wear a mask uh what what is the extent of your outdoor activity these days is is it so I would say uh yeah so I was a bit of a bad boy this weekend um the golf courses opened up here in Illinois um, and it's pr- fairly simple, actually. Just reserve your spot online, show up, and they have a starter. The clubhouses are closed. So essentially, you just walk onto the course. Um, and once you're on, you're on. Um, but like it was in Minnesota, it was actually really nice this past weekend. Um, and I didn't take into account the sun at all. Oh, boy. So I, I got my first real nice burn of the year. Um, on Saturday and about Monday morning when I woke up, it had really set in. I was like, man, my pillow really, really hurts the back of my neck right now. <laughs> and then I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is what it's come to. Because I mean, I haven't been outside and since we came back from the Middle East, which was 60 days ago. Um, so that's been the extent of it. You know, a lot of Ozark on TV, um, a lot of Jordan docs <laughs> and that's about it. The Jordan doc is, is I, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, it, it's been a very good time. We could talk about that as we uh, proceed here. But I, I realize I'm already getting ahead of myself. Sharp-eared listeners at home are, are staring at their transistor radios, per, perhaps incredulous, perhaps with just rage. Either way, they're wondering, Johnny, what are you doing? Get to the point. We don't want to hear about this shit. What we want to hear about is, Bobby, eat anything good lately? Uh, it's actually, uh, very serendipitous that you asked guys yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. Um, it's a good food and day. Tara, um, uh, my live in roommate and girlfriend, 
uh, has a now, recipe. Now, is, is that how she likes to be referred to as? I, I prefer that. Like, she's my roommate. Like, and you? then also, yeah. another thing you might, if, if you're still listening, I guess <laughs> I can tell you, she's my yeah. girlfriend, but primarily roommate. I think that's the right order. I don't know. I might have to look into it. But uh, um, she has a recipe for sweet potato and black bean tacos. Oh and they are dynamite. Uh, I'm a big fan of either, you know, roasted sweet potatoes, boiled sweet potatoes, literally sweet potatoes in any form. And the, the flavor really just comes out in whatever she puts into it. Um, so we had that last night, which was lovely. Um, and then draft weekend, you know, it was uh, sad you guys weren't in town, but I ordered Pequod's as well. Um, so classic pepperoni jardinera extra sauce uh, had about three pieces and i went abruptly to bed um so yeah uh we've been we've been uh spending some money um ordering out that's about that's about it that we've these people need lately, the actually. money really badly I, i'm glad you're supporting yeah. the, the the small businesses that uh, you care about it's important also the mm-hmm. i i am with you 100 percent. love basically anything sweet potato but a sweet potato taco almost always a home run sounds fantastic I, I think I think everybody will be very excited to hear this segment, and they'll say, "Man, Bobby, he has eaten something good lately." That's great news. Mm-hmm. Okay, our first major topic on the show today. I want to talk about. Let's start with your. Now this is this now this is difficult because we're all under like house arrest basically, so there could be a lot of answers here. But I want to hear about your current A number one best shirt. What is what is your favorite shirt that you own? Uh, so my favorite shirt that I own right now is a simple T-shirt um, that I got from uh, a, at a festival called the Lamb Jam. Um, you, is that L A M J A M? L A M B. Okay, jam. so it is about like yes. You're not on so the lamb. Is, you are perhaps consuming lamb. Right. So the company that I worked for prior, we uh, we helped sponsor this festival, okay. and it's a traveling road show um, in Austin, D.C., Chicago, where 16 local chefs um, use lamb as the base of their um, dish, and it's a contest um, and. For some reason, they made the most comfortable shirt that I've ever owned, and I wear it about once every three days. Um, and it's just a very comfortable tee. I have been thinking about this question and how much I think that it probably says about a person where they go with it, and I feel like you could not have like confirmed my presumption more strongly. Do you have any particular connection Besides, like, you kind of were associated with this through work. Do you, did you have an especially good time at a lamb jam? Uh, yes. So, but you, so you do have, like, a strong affiliation with the lamb jam itself? Yes. I would say 50% affiliation, okay. 50% comfortability. Sure. That, I think that makes sense. Um, now, now, here's the more difficult question. If you look back through your life, certainly... You did not just, you were not wandering through the wilderness, uh, totally oblivious to everything. And then one day you were like, I like my Lamb Jam t-shirt better than other shirts. I assume you have mostly always had 
a favorite shirt. How high up do you think your current favorite shirt is among all the favorite shirts you've ever had? Is this a particularly strong favorite shirt, or is this just there's always a good shirt and this is one of them? Uh, well, my previous favorite shirt I had and I actually still have in my spare T-shirt drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not my gra- high school graduation T-shirt. It was actually a classmate's older brother oh, I like high that. school graduation T-shirt. And it was just the right form of fit. Um, it's just a simple gray T-shirt. It has all of their names on the back. Mine's not on not it, obviously, name, because yeah. he, <laughs> he graduated three years b- before me. Um, and I wore it under every like polo I had, every button-up that I had. Um, it has a big hole in the back of it right in the center because I was the way just pulling it off over the years and I still have it. Um, but I would say as far as like the history of my t-shirt collections, it's probably in the top five. Okay. So, so you're doing really well, but you also, you can see the top of the mountain from where you are and you are not standing upon it. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. I mean, as far as like dirty rat t-shirts goes, the older one is number one in my book. Uh, I, I I think that this is I feel like someone could write like a shitty but successful business book about like how much you learn from somebody based on their favorite shirt and I, I, I think this is a good answer I, I, I think that you, you people could go so many different ways here because I didn't say like what's your favorite t-shirt and but like you naturally went that way and I, th- I think good salt of the earth guy like like old Bob here he's going to say something like that now if you pull out some some random yuppie I don't not to name names but let's say like Paul Whitehair he'd probably say <laughs> like some fucking button down Oxford thing that fits him real good that he's allowed to wear on casual Friday like and he'd just go a totally different him. way what's that? Mm-hmm. Strictly bonobos and untucked. Oh, exactly. Right? It'd be some bonobo shit. And, like, it's got the tiniest monogram in the world, but otherwise it's just light blue. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad we agree on fuck that guy. But the, the main point is I, <laughs> I, I think we should all think about what our shirt is and also what our answer is because I think it tells us a lot about ourselves. And so I bet it also tells us you are a comfortable shirt guy. That makes me yeah. think you probably handle the stupid virus more than a lot of people because you're so, cool with like, wearing a comfortable shirt. I, I appreciate that. Um, the shirt that I'm currently wearing actually, um, and I know for the people at home, they can't see it, but it's an old state farm insurance t-shirt. That's probably at this point, 15 years old itself. Wow. Um, and it just so happens that above it is a hoodie that came from a 65 year old man. It's my friend's dad. So I'm all about comfort and sustainability um but yeah we can all agree paul whitehair fuck that guy it's so no true one needs that in our life paul whitehair's churning through these oxford shirts and he's probably got like some little slave boy making a new one every three days you're wearing shirts from 15 years ago you spread that slate spread that slave labor out over 15 years <laughs> it, it's hardly even yeah. negative right the slave labor from bloomington normal illinois that's correct <laughs> Now, are you confident those T-shirts were locally produced? Oh, I assume that they are. I assume they fly in Chris Paul for everything that they make, you know, <laughs> and, to Bloomington. At the very least, he was Cliff Paul. He came in and he took Yeah, care. Cliff Paul, that's right. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, I got to say, 
I think we're off to a pretty good start. How do you think the podcast is going so far? This is the best podcast I've ever been a part of. How many podcasts? And that's have not you? hyperbolic. Two. Two? The other one was, yeah. I, I've got to say, I, I think maybe some people, I'm trying to think. I have been <laughs> on Pat Polk's podcast that he does for his fantasy mm-hmm. football link. And I assume that someone from this group has also been on that. But otherwise, you might be, I mean, two is at least tied for the record. For most. What's the other podcast you've been on? Uh, our other friend, John Stifler, has a shitty fantasy football podcast. Um, and the other one was a conglomerate between he who will not shall be named, but was earlier Paul Whitehair. We were going to construct a podcast called Tub and Buddies. And the whole point of the podcast was just to record a conversation in a hot tub and eat food items that you typically wouldn't eat in a hot tub. Boy, is that such half of a good idea. I, I sure yeah, do hate the back spaghetti. half of this one. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and so my role in this podcast was just the waiter. Um, so anytime. <laughs> and I think my, my name was Hot Guy Bobby. Um, and so I was I was the pool boy of the hot tub, if you will. I feel like pool boy Bobby is right there. I, th- I think yeah. that's stronger. But either either way, it, it's a good role for you. I'm sure you, you served your role. Did this podcast ever actually come to fruition? No, that was a, that was a pipe dream. Um, it still might now that I'm bringing it back. Say, down, it, perhaps it remains a pipe dream. It, it, it can still yeah, be just, attainable. Do any of you have a hot tub? Serve berries out of a pool skimmer. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we could buy one of those inflatable ones now. What else are we going to do this summer? <laughs> White hit. You know, Paul's moving out to Naperville, so he's going to have a backyard, I think, or maybe he'll build one in in his house. I don't know. Now, first off, Paul White here unquestionably should have a hot tub in his backyard. There's really no reason not to. <laughs> uh, second off, I'm sure you've have the same experience as me. I get on I get on the Instagram and I'm just scrolling through and looking at whatever, and then like a wayfarer, somebody has an ad, and it's like inflatable hot tub. Just drop it in your backyard. There's no way that works, right? Like it, like it'll just fall apart the first day, I assume, because I can't just have a hot tub in my backyard for like seven hundred dollars, right? I don't think so. Also, where do you get that much hot water? Do you just carry it from the bathtub? It's got to no. It's got to have. Bucket? That's part. That's one of the many failure points. Is I'm sure that it's got to heat the water, or keep it churning, or something. I mean, at the very least, it's got to bubble up. I see. I see these things, and they're so cheap, and I'm just like, there's no fucking way. Because if it worked, yeah. I would already have one. We uh, we bought a drain plug, a new drain plug the other day for our bath. You know, some, sometimes a guy just wants a hot soak, and it just just slowly, you know, went down the drain. I assume the inflatable pool from the hot water will either melt whatever fabric it's made out of, um, or just cause a, just a nasty puddle in your backyard, and or on your balcony, a nasty puddle and. All your neighbors literally gawking and laughing at you. Look at these. They thought they could buy the Wayfair hot tub. Look at these idiots just sitting there like ankle deep, slightly, tepidly warm water. Like, it's still kind of fun, right, guys? Like, one guy's got a straw trying to make bubbles. It's never going to happen. Think about that scenario while eating a plate of spaghetti. And it just works, you know? I think it should be a video podcast. I, I think people are gonna are gonna really want to feel like they're they're in the fail tub with you guys. <laughs> fail tub, alternative name for the podcast. Fail tub. 
Uh, I think it's time we have to move on to our, our most popular segment. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? So this week, um, I am a simpleton, as you might have guessed from the first 16 minutes of our conversation. I thought you were going to say the but first I'm... time I ever met you. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> that would be that would be pizza sauce then. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm similar to my T-shirts. You know, I just like a good sweet baby raise, but sweet and spicy. Oh. Sweet and spicy, sweet now baby that, raise. To me, that's a hot take. It's wonderful and you can use it on anything and i i go back and forth between barbecue sauce sweet chili why not put them together see what you have and uh they they did it it's wonderful well obviously well i I shouldn't say obviously people can have whatever opinions they like i am unquestionably we're buying barbecue sauce it is Mm -hmm. which sweet baby race will we choose this time I, I think there's there's the honey one. The honey one sucks. That's too sweet. The regular yep. sweet baby rays is plenty sweet. But uh, I, I do enjoy the spicy. It is not usually my preference. Okay. I like. It. I usually just go the exact down the middle, plain Jane. But I, I like this idea. Now, it, do, can you can you picture times in your head when you would prefer the 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 spicy to the normal, or is it just you usually want the spicy one? Uh, dippables. So, like, if I have a nice chicken tender, um, or in the same line of spicy, uh, Chick Fil A. I'm a spicy chicken sandwich guy. Not deluxe. I don't like the mayonnaise and the lettuce and the tomato. But I put sweet and spicy barbecue sauce on the spicy chicken sandwich, and it's kind of my go-to. Um, so that is that's probably the time I use that the sauce the most. Um, and again, to each his own, but I mean, it, it, some people dip carrots in it, which I think is weird, but it, you should try it. I know I don't want to be an alarmist, but dipping carrots in barbecue sauce, not terrible. Um, and yeah, just any type of fried chicken, I, I will use that sauce heavily. Uh, fried chicken always benefits from barbecue sauce and always benefits from hot sauce. So it makes sense that, you know, why not? Why not just just cut out the middleman there? I just want to tell this story because it's a cool story. I think you probably won't think so, and I mean you as the listener, not you as a Bobby. But I remember at the very beginning of when uh, let's see, there was some other app that came out first, and then Twitter had their response app of I want to say Periscope. Where like mm-hmm. when, they, when Periscope first started, he was like just live streaming video, and that was the entire hook. I downloaded that, and I was at home at my parents' house, and I was cooking ribs, and so I just had a big. It was like a nice summer day, and I had a big gr- uh, grill going with some ribs, and then I got a big thing of sweet baby rays, and I was just basting those those ribs and I was like hey why not see if anyone on the internet wants to watch and at one point 600 random people were watching me make ribs and all the comments were like hell yeah looking good and it was it was it was very fun how long was this streaming because if you're making ribs the right way this is an hour long project exactly I mean I'm I'm sure people were like hey man this guy's making ribs get on and I closed the thing for a while and I, I never got on screen myself I just pointed at the grill 
And we'd just be like, it's been like 10 minutes, open it back up. Another coat, just do it again. And people were like, yeah, those are looking good. And nobody was ever like, man, you're the king of ribs. But he was like, yep, good job at ribs. If I, if I periscope as a viewer, someone making ribs, whether they're smoking or grilling it or what have you in the oven, I'm going through at least a 12-pack of bush light with, <laughs> with the whoever is making these ribs. So, um, yeah, that sounds like a great experience. And you are the king of ribs. It was a good day. They were very good ribs. Uh, I had a good time with it. It is now time for our main key segment of the show. And I was thinking last night about what you and I could talk about that would be especially interesting. And I realized that we kind of have something in common. And I think it could be fun to walk through this and some of the thinking behind it. Let's start with this. When you go to work, what do most people there call you? Uh, I don't know if they have the same type of friendship as like everyone that knows me knows I go by Bobby. Like mm -hmm. there's four Roberts in my family. So everyone close to me calls me Bobby. Everyone at work usually calls me Rob or Bob and that's fine. Um, but as far as names go, it's just, it's simply Bob. I have a very easy name. Uh, but like I said, I, I call myself Bobby. So like the more they get to know me, um, and that's, that's my email as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's simply just Bob usually. It is somewhat disappointing in that we, it, 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 obviously I have, I have something in common with you here. And honestly, we have exactly the same answer to this. I think of it mm -hmm. basically as, Johnny is something that people, they may not even know they should, but people should aspire to call me Johnny. That, that is a success mm -hmm. on, on my terms, and it should be on their terms as well. And that obviously my email address is John.Rhodes, and everybody's like, oh, well, here's John, and on and on. But I, I do talk about myself in the third person quite frequently. And I always refer to myself as Johnny in that context. And then as people get to know me better, it, you eventually build up to Johnny. And it is similarly also, uh, my, my dad was also, a, was named John, and had kind of the same thing that he had family members. There it was kind of confusing because among like my aunts and uncles and my grandmother, they all called my dad Johnny, and I couldn't be Johnny, so I was John in that crowd. Have you had something similar to that? Uh, yeah, so my grandpa, his name is Robert. Um, I'm named after my grandpa. Okay. My mother's, na my mother's name is Roberta. Um, I have a cousin named Robert. He goes by Bob. Um, and I have another cousin, or another uncle, named Robert, and he also goes by Bob. So it was uh, Bob Broker, my grandpa, Robert, uh, Bobby, Rob, and Robert. And so Bobby was just whatever I called myself from day one. Um, and it just stuck. So I will, that's probably something that's, that'll be my name until, you know, until at least COVID's over. So who knows when that's <laughs> going to be. Um, but yeah, it'll just be, it'll be my name throughout. And it's, it's all just like making sure I come from a very large family. I think I have like 70 first cousins. Oh boy. Um, and so just to, for them and to like clarify who they were talking about or to, I would always just go by Bobby and it just stuck. There's so. a, a lot of the other names are already taken. It's like somebody can slot yeah. in here. Great plan. So is, is, um, is and, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so that 
I lived in Providence for a couple of years and they knew me as the Midwest guy. So my name in Providence was Chicago Rob. That's what they called me at work. Um, but yeah, it's, it's usually just Bob. I feel like that's a very Northeast thing. Appending a oh, city. Was. Like I would never consider doing that. Like if mm-hmm. I moved to Chicago or somebody from Chicago moved here and one of us became the first off Minneapolis Minnesota is a disaster for this concept but the idea of somebody here first off there's so many Chicago transplants here it's probably much more difficult than in Providence there's probably not as many like half your office probably is right. people from Chicago that's correct um, but now Tara also has an uncle named Rob and he she started and the family her family started calling him Hartford Rob so, you know, it's just it's just an idea that's stuck. Uh, but now that we're back in Chicago, they can't really call me Chicago Rob anymore. It's just that would be, you know, redundant and repeat itself. So no one wants that. It would be like incredible strength. Like it would, your cred as a Chicago one would have to be so strong to be like, yeah, but this is Chicago Rob. You know, that would be of all the Chicago, this is yeah. the one. Yep. That would be wrestler level moniker, and I mean, I would wear it proudly, but I don't. You should be so lucky. I don't have that clout. Yeah. Um, Is so I assume your your actual like birth certificate name is Robert. That's correct. Uh, I I I am I am a John, not a Jonathan, but I am not a Johnny. I do think I think Johnny as an actual given name is pretty cool. I would like it if my actual name. given name was just, just Johnny. Uh, and the John or Johnny, especially with no H, even better. Like, I wish that was my name. I would like it better if my name was J-O-N-N-Y. So you you would prefer no H? I mean, it's not my Johnny. name. So I don't want right. people to say that. But I do think, now, J-O-N sucks. I, have, I want Thank nothing you. to do with J-O-N. But J O N Y is cool. Yeah. Is my opinion. I agree with you there. Okay. J O N is lazy. J O N, I have no respect for any J O N. That's a trash name. Get out of here. And that's also part of why I don't mind being a John and not a Jonathan, because unless you're going to be J O H N then your then your name's confusing back and forth, and you're changing the spelling with every variation. Yeah, Jonathan's just too long to spell. It's it's a lot of letters, and you don't. And who, if, if somebody comes up and says, "Hello, my name is Jonathan," you're like, "Okay, Mister Pretentious, get out of here. I don't need to hear about your name." Who Jonathan. Else, who are the top two Jonathans that you can think of off the top of your head? I can I think of one, and he's has since passed. Jonathan Brandis from the famed movie Sidekicks with Chuck Norris. Uh, Jonathan Van Ness from the new. Uh, oh right, right, right. That's good. That's good. Um. But boy, I, I got to say, that was my one. I'm not feeling great on yeah. number two. John, not a lot of people going by Jonathan. No. Let's ask Google. I'm just going to type in Jonathan and see what it finishes with. Taylor Thomas. There we go. Now we Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Thomas is Taylor a great Tom- call. Yeah. Those guys all had three names on Home Improvement. What a show. Do you know who Jonathan Groff is? Uh, yeah. He actually was on a show called Mindhunter. Um, and he started out on Broadway. I see Fantastic he was also singer. in Glee, yeah. 
I'm not familiar uh, with if, him, but he if, is if, the first result for if John. If you're familiar with Hamilton. I got nothing on the Hamilton. The musical Hamilton? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But yeah, he, he, uh, Mindhunter, Netflix, great show about the creation of the Mindhunter, uh, yeah. Behavioral Victims Unit. Um, okay. The, the, here's how we close this out. I want to talk about our group, our uh, previously fantasy football, now just the the group surrounding uh, these the previous law school people. This is this friend group. Is anybody making a mistake with the name they go by? So I'm going to walk through the names, and we're going to see should anybody be doing a variation on their first name. Some of them are boring. Aaron Lauder, I mean, I guess he could, we're not calling him A, we're not calling him Airy. Mm-hmm. Alex, Alex Um, I don't think that he, no. now obviously Xander is a cool variation, but it would be kind of a that dick is. move if he like rolled back and was like, actually, I'm also Xander now. Tough break. That's my buddy. name now. Yeah. I, I, I called you this name so many times, I decided I'm going to steal it from you. Uh, now, I think David Artman mostly goes by David Artman. I feel like I mostly call him Dave, but I think that might just be me. If, you, if you're talking to Dave Artman, what are you, you going to call him? Mr. International. It's a hell of an answer. I don't think you're wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, Dave Artman, uh, David Artman, or Mr. International, the guy is... Uh, he's who I aspire to be as far as ethnicity goes. I mean, the guy sitting down with him, having a nice Chinese dish at an authentic Mandarin restaurant, and he just ordered the menu off the wall. I was going to say, like, he, he went in the he, back and, like, up. told them how to fix it a little bit better, too. And it, and it totally probably worked. just recorded how in, a pocket, in his pocket. But you know what? It was, uh, it was an impressive sight to see. <laughs> um, similar, uh, I think I call Mike Huber Mike Huber, but I think he's mostly Michael. But these are pretty interchangeable. I think he's fine there. He's, he's getting at least some play out of both. Uh, I think Bill Kalish, I think he's right where he needs to be. I think he. I, I do think if you search him online, you will see some William Kalish on the mm-hmm. website, which is an attorney name. William Kalish is, is strong. Strong, strong name. I don't think. I don't think Bill needs to slide into billing. Do you? Do you? Do you see Bill as a billing at all? If you if you include the last name like Billy Cash, yeah, we get some Billy Cash thrown in. It's true, but I yeah. feel like that's that's the context for that. Like I would never call Bill Bill. I, although I say this, I can I can see that 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 terrifying visage of, of Paul Whitehair <laughs> screaming Billy right as uh, right as Bill walks in. So I guess there is a little bit of Billy play, but I, I think that's fine where right. it is. Why is Paul so drunk all the time? It's a good point. He's a real fuck up. Um, Matt Schmidt, same deal. He doesn't need to be Matthew Schmidt. Pat Polk, same deal. I, he, he again, you see some Patrick Polk, but we're not mm-hmm. like, oh, if only he went by Patty Polk, then he'd have all his problems solved. Uh, Paul Whitehair, if he's not Italian, we're not calling him Paulie Whitehair. Uh, <clears throat> Paul Avanzino has been on the podcast. We're not going to change him around. Uh, now we, we also have been on the podcast as Warren Wilkie. That's not going to get touched. 
Barbara Myers slash Bab Myers, Babs Myers, she has a strong case, but she's basically, it's, I think she's nailed it. She's gone with the interesting mm -hmm. derivation, but I do think that professionally she is mostly Barbara. But uh, it seems like a, it seems like she's got it nailed down. I think there's one person who should really consider making a change. Out of that group? No, out, who I have not yet mentioned. Okay. Charles Yorty is going with Charlie Yorty, and Charlie Yorty is strong. But goddamn, if I don't love Chuck Yorty. Sounds like I Chuck Yeager. Chaz. Oh, but Chaz is there too. Chaz, he could legitimately just say, "My name is Chaz. Call me Chaz, you assholes." And if he did that, I yeah. would do it. There was a kid I worked with in college who went by Chaz. Like his name, it wasn't Charlie. It wasn't Charles. His parents named him Chaz. And it was the coolest thing in the world. So if there, I agree with you 100%. If there's one person in that group um, who doesn't have run-of-the-mill parents like me, Bob or Matt or Paul or, you know, Pat, mm -hmm. uh, Chaz is just real, real strong. So you, it sounds like you're out on Chuck, though. Yeah, Chuck Yords, uh, Chaz. Chaz. No, no, his I'm, last I'm name isn't Yords. It's Yordy. I think he benefits from the second syllable there. I think Chuck, Chuck Yorty sounds like Chuck Yeager enough that you just sound incredibly cool by just riding along with him. Man, I bet I bet Chuck Yorty can tell you stories about Chuck Yeager you've never heard of. He'd be like, and then I, bet, I, I guarantee you he can. Chuck Yeager's flight nurse was like, "No way, I will never let this man fly," and that's an exact quote. And then the supreme commander of the allied forces came in and he was like you motherfuckers <laughs> he's gonna fly so far and so fast no one will be able to believe it Something yeah like that. Uh, man it depends charlie chuck Chaz. see now i'm just going through it in my head i guess it depends how you put the emphasis on his last name too it's true it's, it's, it's a strong last name it, it, it's a very strong last name and also i i want to acknowledge i think we are overlooking a little bit Charlie already has taken a derivation. Charlie is not Charles. Mm -hmm. And right. I I appreciate that. I think Charlie, I, I guess what it really is, is Charlie just has like an embarrassment of riches here. And that he can go whatever direction he wants, and they're all good options. I I, I am not, my I have this deep Midwestern accent, so Charles Yordy is not easy for me to say. And so for that reason alone, I'm glad his name is not Charles Jordy because it takes me like seven syllables to get that out. Charlie Jordy, Chuck Jordy, Chaz Jordy. They're all really good. Now, Chaz Yords is the best of any of these, but obviously we can't just start changing people's last names and be like, here's your name. That's now, right. Idiot. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right. Charlie Jordy. It's just, it's it's a good name. It's a great name. Chuck Yorty. Chuck Yeager. If Chuck Yeager doesn't uh, exist, is there any way Chuck is the right answer? I like Chuck a lot, but I, I think that Chuck benefits from more a longer last name in most in most circumstances. Top two Chucks that you can think of off the top of your head, Norris doesn't count. Uh it's it's just Klosterman, right? It's it's Klosterman and Yeager. <laughs> I got nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I, we, we, we can it. ask the Google machine again. Is there? Are, it's just going to yeah. give us. I bet we know. I bet there was a rando before Chuck Yeager. Chuck Daly and Chuck Hayes. Chuck Daly's a good call and a nice call back to the Jordan documentary. I forgot about Chuck yeah. Daly. Yeah. Um, Chucky. <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> Oh, Chuck Scott. We've forgotten Chuck Scott here. Um, mm. On the whole, God, we've though, really set ourselves up for failure with Jonathan and Chuck here. These are apparently much more prevalent names than we want to uh, accept. Chuck Todd as well. Now that that's a oh. real detriment to the name Chuck. I feel like Charlie, like Charlie is going to be. The average that maybe you and I think Chuck Yeager first. Average person's going to hear Chuck and think that dumbass on Meet the Press. I don't think Charlie do think wants to Chuck go down Todd that road. Has, do you think Chuck Todd has ever been quoted in Glenn Beck's book? <laughs> well, actually, yes. I would guess yes. Oh, damn. Probably right. well, much more probably positively true. than Charlie was as well. That's fine, I guess, but okay. maybe, now, still doesn't have the same. Um, so you know someone who. Now, I, it's another road to go down. I, I, I'll give you Chaz Bono. What other Chazes do you oh. know? I, I, aside from the kid that I worked yeah, with Yeah, besides college, that, like it. not randos, but like yeah. famous people. I get Chaz Palminteri. But I think, now that's two Zs. Can you just say it's two Zs? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't he Chaz with two Zs? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, Chaz Palminteri is Chaz with two Z's. Uh, I, I will say, his first name is not Charlie. His first name is Caligaro. His name is Caligaro Lorenzo Palminteri. I don't know if you can just say, my name's Charlie, and so now my name is Chaz with two Z's. I think we just go with Charlie Yorty. I think that's the real name. answer. I don't. I don't think we're actually yeah. improving anything with these. Uh, Charlie, you already <laughs> we're yeah, not. like Chuck and and Chaz have their strengths, but we're just overlooking how clean and perfect Charlie Yorty as a name is. He did it right. He it had all these options name. in front of him, and he picked the right one. And if he could draw back Xander as like a middle name, then he's just you know got it made in the shade. Xander Cage. Boy. Chuck Yorty. That's actually, that's the real answer. Everyone should change their name to Xander because whatever Xander. your name is, bad news. It's not as cool as Xander. Xander is everything. Uh, Great looking kid. He's got that going for him as well. I, that's the bad news. I can change my name to Xander all I want. I'm not going to look that fucking cool. <laughs> uh, okay, that's the final segment. We have one segment remaining. It is, of course, plugs. Bobby, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, and kind of to circle back to what we talked about earlier about supporting and shopping local. Try not to use third-party apps on your phone. Try to call, pick up the phone, call into a restaurant, and do pickup if you can. The restaurant industry will probably cease to exist once this is all over. So in the meantime, help the people that you can. Give them a call. It takes 30 seconds. You know, you want to order it anyway, have them write it down for you. That way they keep 100% of the payout. That's the only thing I had to plug. 
It's a really good plug, and I'll even go further. I know at least here, a lot of places now have their own online ordering system that is directly through them. Like they, they are, and in so doing, they are telling us that that makes a difference to them, and that they, that every yeah. time you don't let Postmates take a bite, goddamn, there are already so many bites getting taken out of their profits. Uh, it, it helps them a lot. It's it's really scary. Like these places are starting to close down. It, perhaps the what like one of the absolute tip top nicest restaurants here in Minneapolis named uh, Bachelor Farmer. Has, has gone out of business and they just acknowledged they're, they're not going to reopen and obviously places that have gone out so far probably weren't doing the greatest before but it, it's not it's, it's going in one direction and it seems like we as a country have decided who gives a shit and we're just going to let these small businesses die and it's terrible so whatever money you are spending obviously don't spend beyond your means but when you're buying from these places whatever you can do to, to make sure you're helping them as much as you can and like, like you say, uh, buying directly from them rather than letting, you know, Postmates or DoorDash or whatever come in and take a big bite. It's enormously to their benefit now more than ever. And it's I, I'm scared of how different things are going to look on the other side. If I don't know. Do you think things are going to get way better when everybody starts going and hanging out at work again? I'm going to say no. Uh, well, that's a, that's a podcast for another day because what is work <laughs> going to look like again? Is there going to be an office? What is... Amazon said October 2nd already five months from now before they're going back to work. So we'll see. I don't know that uh, office spaces, especially regionally, will exist on the other side of this. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to go a different way with my it's a great plug and I support it extremely strongly. I hope everybody is is doing what they can to support these these local restaurants because these these restaurants are these restaurants and bars and breweries or whatever they are, these basically are what our neighborhoods are. This is why we live the places we do, because we want to be able to just go to these places easily. And it's, it's just going to totally change the face of what these places are if we lose all of them. And so any one we can save is a great thing. If you want to have something fun to do, and perhaps double feature, except not a feature because the first step is order food from a local restaurant that you like and somehow that's feature one and then feature two instead of watching a movie get on youtube are you familiar with the uh hall and oats song she's gone oh yeah of course you are are you familiar with the video for that song uh, I have not seen that video it's, in maybe 15 years. It's maybe like my favorite video ever. They were apparently like just forced to do the video and they were like, we don't, it's the early 80s and they're like, ah, oh, videos, bullshit. We don't want to do it. And somehow they were forced to do it. And they're like, we'll show you. We're going to do all the cocaine we can find before we do it. And we're just going to sit in chairs and ignore everything. It's it's a very literal. I don't want to describe it too much, but boy, if you just watch this, if you go on YouTube, like if you're scrolling through, you're gonna see like some live videos and some other stuff. But then when you see what looks like public access television, with two absolute stone faced coked out men sitting in chairs, now you know you found it. If there, I'll tell you, there's a guy in a devil costume. You're gonna like it. I will be tuning in as soon as this pod is over it's a good time that's a hot that's a hot wreck that's a great wreck. i I, I hope you enjoy it 
Bobby, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much. One more thing. You can confirm. We have no edit. I never said we're going to edit that out. This is a clean show, right? We rolled from the beginning, and we're still rolling. This shit is yep. live to tape. So, this is going out the door. I'm going to drop some music at the beginning and end. But otherwise, clean podcast. Can't believe we did it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for inviting me. This was fun. Had a good time. Best wishes in the interview.